This episode is brought to you by Alouette. I am so excited to offer a free restorative enzyme peel sample. If you want this, you'll just go to peelsample.com. You guys, this is the one that you put on dry skin. You rub it in a circular motion for about a minute and you heard you're going to see dead skin like visibly right there. Tangible results after a minute. You can use this on your face. You can use it on your calloused hands from that barbell and you can use it on your running feet. So whether you've been running, lifting, or momming, this is an awesome product. Again, I want you to go to peel, P-E-E-L, sample.com and request your free sample. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're going to be talking about momming, but in the realm of running and lifting, because I've got an interview with Lisa Westhorpe of Nurture OT. Now, you guys, this is a really timely episode because... At the time of this recording, in early 2021, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists have come out and suggested that it's more beneficial for new moms to wait, wait for it, 12 weeks, 12 weeks before exercise. And this is different from the six or the eight week guideline that most of us have grown accustomed to, right? Lisa's interest in women's health started after her own challenging experiences with pregnancy and early motherhood. And since she already had expertise as an occupational therapist, after her own experience, she dove straight into perinatal mental health, infant development and time management for busy moms. And now as a postpartum corrective exercise specialist, she uses that occupational therapy background to help moms return to exercise safely and perform the daily movement activities of motherhood in a very safe way. So without further ado, here is Lisa Westhorpe of Nurture OT. All right. Welcome, Lisa Westhorpe, to the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for hosting today. It's a joy to be here. I'm thrilled to have you, and I would love for you to tell the listeners how you came to be in the the maternal health space. Um, So actually, it came from my own experiences as a new mom. Um, When I transitioned into parenthood, obviously, I think a lot of us will relate to this, but it was a completely new experience to me. I felt like I didn't know what I didn't know. And there was so much that I had to learn. So I feel like there's so many ways that we can support new moms. And that's kind of my passion. (laughs) Two under four. So we know that they're watching everything you do. Talk to me a little bit about how you model healthy behavior. So the story that I'm going to tell today is more about my um, experiences kind of postnatally, um, because that's the the area that I is kind of my real passion. Um, and after I'd had my first daughter, um, I, I've always been very much into exercise. Like that's kind of been something that's kept me physically and emotionally healthy. And that was something that I really wanted to get back to as soon as I'd had my first daughter. It was something that I wanted to do for myself and, and, you know, to kind of keep myself healthy. So to be honest, I thought that I was modeling healthy behavior by returning to exercise, you know, after my six week check. But actually, I didn't know, really know at that point any better. And my body wasn't ready for it. 
So um, my story is more around um, returning to exercise and making sure that we think in terms of what moms can do to support themselves and kind of rehab their bodies after they've given birth, um, just to make sure that they're staying healthy. Yeah. It's a, it's a story that I know a lot of us have either felt intimately or maybe if someone is listening and they're expecting baby, the, the expectation is that we get back out there at six weeks and don't you want to show your son or daughter that you're healthy and that you do this? But um, I mean, yours is a cautionary tale of maybe you wait until your body tells you yes. Exactly. Yes. And I think that is very important. It's, it's important for us to listen to our bodies as well as listen to what our minds are saying. Because for me, I wanted to get back into exercise so much that I didn't really listen to what my body was saying. It was more about, you know, I want to do this for myself. I need some me time. Um, exercise for me was that. So I, I kind of pushed myself to do it um, from coming from a place of I want to stay healthy myself. But actually, I didn't realize at that point that it wasn't the healthiest thing um, for me to do. So what would you say to a woman who is like, exercise is my coping. That's how I deal with things. As soon as that six week, I've had the date circled on my calendar now. What would you say to someone who doesn't have another way to cope? Yeah, and it, it can be very frustrating. I definitely felt that, that, you know, like you say, you kind of have that date circled on your calendar. You haven't maybe haven't been able to exercise as you would like through pregnancy, um, depending on if you have complications or if it becomes more uncomfortable. Maybe you play a sport that you're not able to to do during pregnancy. And so everybody's kind of like waiting for that time that they can get back to those activities that they really love. Um, So I think it can be very frustrating and it's sometimes helpful to look at things from it's not I can't do this, it's I can't do this yet. And thinking about it from a perspective of, you know, not that birth is an injury, but your body needs time to rehab from birth. And, you know, thinking about it from the perspective of if you had an elective surgery, say like a knee replacement or something like that, you wouldn't go out and run a marathon like um, a couple of weeks later. It would be that you did rehab exercises. It wasn't that you couldn't get back to that. It's that you just need your body needs time and to, to do the right exercises to strengthen back up again. Absolutely. I'm going to link to a couple of episodes that we have that talk specifically about that. One is with Wendy Powell of Mutu System. Another is with uh, Carolina from Street Parking. But Lisa, I want to I want to back up. It's I can't do that yet. I really want to make sure the listener hears the language there because when that self-talk says I can't do this, it's very, very limiting. I can't do that yet is very powerful. Yes, exactly. And I think that is so important to say, you know, it's not completely off the table. It can feel very defeating in a way to to feel like, oh, I can't do this. You know, this is something that my body isn't capable of, but it's it's not that it's not capable of it. It's not capable of it right now. And your body has been through a lot in birth. Um, it's, it's good to have that respect for it. You know, it's, it's almost like, you know, you've run a marathon. It's, it's a very physical experience and an emotional experience as well. And we need to kind of have, um, respect for our body in that way and just make sure that, you know, we're, we're giving it the time and, and the love that it needs to get back to the things that we might want to do. Um, so it's not necessarily that we've got a time machine and we can go back straight away, you know, to those things that we did before. Your body's done things that it's never done before. And so now it's kind of building back up to, to what you want or need to be able to do. 
you know, you felt it firsthand. And I know that, you know, in your practice, you work with a lot of women that maybe feel this pressure. Why, why do you think that is? Why do we do that to ourselves? I think there's a lot of reasons for it. I think there's um, a real societal pressure on women um, to get back to, you know, that that kind of image of the perfect mom. Maybe celebrities play into this a little bit um, and thinking about, you know, what people look like. You should get your body back. Um, again, that, that kind of notion. And I talk a lot about this in the groups that I run with moms that you, we don't have a time machine. We can't go back in time to what you had before. You know, this is a new reality now. Um, and uh, but I think there are a lot of cultural expectations on what, what a mom looks like and what a mom should be able to do. Um, and they're not always realistic. And that puts a lot of pressure, completely unneeded pressure on moms at a time when there's already a lot of pressure. And I feel like especially at the moment with um, everything that's going on in the world, the pandemic, you know, there's more pressure on new moms anyway. And that's not a, a thing that we need to be adding in this whole kind of we need to get our body back or we need to, you know, be doing everything that we were doing before. There's enough guilt and pressure in being a mom as is. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Completely agree. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're right though. I I know just in the fitness space, there are even programs with titles that insinuate you need to get your body back as if it hasn't just done this amazing, wonderful thing and leveled up. Yes, exactly. And I think that's a wonderful way of looking at it. You know, it has done something completely different that it's never done before. You know, you kind of a year ago, previous to your birth is a completely different person, a completely different body than you had before. And that person hadn't hadn't been through the birth process. It hadn't grown an actual person. You know, sometimes it's good to kind of look back and realize what your body has done and how amazing that is and just give it that grace to to take some time to to recuperate but i do know that like, i found that very frustrating as well it's it's difficult because you do want to go back um to those activities that have kind of kept you healthy in the past you know they're your normal that's what you want to get back to so right so now your daughters are older you know um you two under age 4 what types of things do you guys do to stay active together um, we do a lot of walks, a lot of hikes. We're lucky we live in the um, California Bay Area. Um, so there's, you know, beaches nearby, there's um, hills for us to walk in, there's the bay. It's, it's a beautiful area. So we get outside as much as we can. Um, we also do, um, my eldest, she, she loves um, yoga. And so we do like Cosmic Kids yoga. Um, and that's an easy thing that we can do. You know, if there isn't a lot of time, and, you know, we're not going out anywhere. We just put that on. And even my youngest, who's um, just about to be 18 months old, she joins in sometimes. And it's really funny to watch. <laughs> I love At the time of this recording, we are coming out. Well, I don't know if we're coming out or we're dead in the middle of quarantine time. Um, but the Goodwin kids, uh, we, the five of us, did a lot of Cosmic Kids. Guys, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I really love that program because you can find a program for whatever they're interested in. It's like storytelling meets yoga. We've done a lot of the Star Wars and Frozen ones. Yes, we love the Frozen ones too. There's such a lot of different options though. And interestingly, they now even have ones about like focusing on hand washing. So it's very kind of, you know, they, they really think about what's going on in the world and kind of angle it towards that as well. So almost like a, a social story that you might use um, to, to let the kids know what they need to do. And, oh, I've seen it on Cosmic Kids. So therefore, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll wash my hands. That's fine. <laughs> 
I want listeners to hear that you're doing things with the kids. You mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that's a really, really great thing. One of the beautiful things about fitness is it can be different things to us in different seasons of our life. And so going for a hike and enjoying nature or going to the beach and taking a walk or even doing that cosmic kids yoga around a story, um, it's, it can be different things in different seasons and you can share it. Exactly. Yes. And I, I think it's important as well for, especially for very new moms to know that they're often doing more activity than they think they're doing because caring for young children is exercise in itself. You know, lifting um, a baby is not necessarily an easy thing to do. And uh, one of the things I do as a maternal health occupational therapist is just making sure that moms are doing things in an ergonomic way so that they're not injuring themselves and they're using kind of correct posture and making sure that they're doing things in a way that's healthy. And often that can help, you know, to to make sure that they have that that exercise almost as part of their day. It's, it's not necessarily that they need to find time to do anything different. It's that they can work that kind of idea of exercise into their day and just do things in a kind of self-caring way rather than, oh, I need to find extra, extra time for self-care. Well, and speaking of your practice and how you help other women, can you tell listeners where to find you? Yes. So um, I'm actually running a lot of mom and baby groups at the moment. Um, My previous practice was more focused on one-to-one sessions um, in home, but obviously that's not so much of a thing during a pandemic. And I know that new moms are really looking for ways to connect with each other. Um, I know for myself, what kept me sane when I had my little ones was to go out to mom and baby groups and connect with other moms. So um, I'm doing a lot more of my mom and baby groups, which are called Growing Together. Um, They're um, on my website. So that's um, nurtureot.com. So I have the mom and baby groups. If you go to the website um, and then do slash groups, there's information on the groups there. And there's also some free resources in the resources tab as well, um, just in terms of self-care for parents. Fantastic. We're going to link all of these things. So guys, again, if you want to click details or swipe up, going to depend on the player that you're in, um, you're going to be able to see the nurtureot.com and then the different groups and resources there. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lisa. This has been a thrill. Thank you so much, Susie. It was great to chat to you today. Thank you for listening to Run Lift Mom. I am so excited to offer a special discount to listeners of this show, and you're not going to find it anywhere else, so commit it to memory. Use the discount code RLM at checkout on my Alouette site to receive 15% off your order. You're going to go to alouette.com slash runliftmom, and you can find that linked in the show notes. But remember, because this isn't in the show notes, the code RLM is only for people hearing my voice right now. You're going to save 15% off your order using RLM. And yes, this can be stacked with other gift with purchase or BOGO discounts. Thank you so much for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. 
I want to let you know that you can swipe up in the podcast player that you're in to see the show notes. That's going to take you to my website and you're going to get a deep dive on today's show. Cool, huh? You can think of it as a blog post that complements what was covered today with all of the links and resources discussed. Don't forget to check out the podcast partners as well with some really great offers for you. And until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast.